This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. This is, talk about incredible sports stories. This is a feel-good story, Jim. Mm-hmm. I love this one. You know how when you hear thunder as a kid and somebody tells you that's God bowling in heaven? Yeah, it's the maybe angels. There's, maybe there's some truth to that, right? It's the angels playing because some, this story is bowling. <laughs> This story is kind of like a miracle. It's, I love it. This guy, he's from Illinois. His father passed away recently, which is which is really unfortunate. But they were huge bowling fans. His dad shared his love with bowling with him and his brother when they were really little. So they've bowled their whole life. So after the father passed away, he said, I want to put my ashes in a bowling ball. You know, is you know to represent the life they live. So they put it in a bowling ball. The one son takes it to the bowling alley with a couple friends. He says, boys, I'm... Today, I am rolling a 300, a perfect game with this ball. I'm feeling it. So his buddy's like, all right. Lo and behold, guy hits a strike, hits another strike, hits another strike. 11 strikes, 12 strikes. But this guy has a perfect game. He bowls a perfect Come 300 on. with his dad's ash bowl, a ball. Um, it was all recorded. Uh, he talked to the news after. He said it was epic said, uh, like, after a while, he couldn't tell where the last ball went. He had so many tears in his eyes. Wow, that would be emotional. Imagine the celebration. (laughs) Classic bowling alley music. Seen in Kingpin. (laughs) Spin around, do the splits. Yeah, Dad, we did it. Dad's up in heaven, dancing and watching. (laughs) Pointing his finger in the air. Yeah. Yeah, go son. <laughs> now, as much as a miracle it was, the son who bowled the 300 uh, perfect game is a two-time NCAA bowling champion and has rolled a, a perfect game before. Right. This isn't his only perfect game, but yeah. still, it's still amazing. But when I first read you the can headline, leave that part out of the story. I should have. Yeah, it makes but, it more. More miraculous. When I first read the headline, I thought it was like one of those guys who doesn't know how to bowl at all, and like the ball's in the gutter, and then it hops out somehow, and <laughs> seven ten splits left and right, like a Disney movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the dad is actually in angels the in the outfield, is what I'm picturing. Right, right. He's like pushing, blowing on the pin. He's sitting behind it. When it or the one falls with the over. magic uh, basketball shoes, <laughs> like Mike. Yeah. <laughs> The little da- bow wow? It was the dad's ashes, though, right? It wasn't his head. No, no. That's that <laughs> a little more morose. a clear ball with the... <laughs> Forget it. Well, congratulations. The guy's name is John Hinkle. John Hinkle Jr. John Hinkle Sr. was in the ball. Beautiful day for a round of golf, if we were allowed. But we're not, and no one's more upset about that than the owners and operators of golf courses across Ontario. One of those golf courses, Deer Run in Blenheim, Ontario, posted uh, an open letter to the government pleading their case, and it was signed, one of the people that it was signed by is Larissa, who joins us from Deer Run Golf Course. Morning, Larissa. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, how are you? Good, good. Yeah. Just, you know, waiting. Might go cut some grass today because we still have to cut the grass. Yeah, I, I'm sure earlier in the week, the fact that yeah. you're not allowed to open your course, it wasn't that big of a deal. When there was snow on the ground, you're kind of like, okay, this isn't so bad. But when you see a weekend coming up like this next week, mm-hmm. sunshine, 22 degrees in the forecast, it's got to be very frustrating for you guys. Yeah, it's like we have a very limited amount of time to generate an income to support many employees throughout the year. So it's like we're losing precious time as day goes by. So we hope that 
with even the premier's uh, voice yesterday with an apology, but there was nothing more to come from that. He was just simply apologizing. So yeah. it focused um, he, focused a lot on the um, paid sick leave. Yeah. Were you hoping when you heard Doug Ford was going to speak that he was going to make an announcement and backpedal like he did on the playgrounds and with the police stopping everybody and, and possibly say that golf courses are allowed to open? You hope that that might be coming down the pathway. He obviously must feel some immense pressure on him to even speak publicly like that. So, like, um, we spoke yesterday with a TV station in Windsor, and like we said there, it's like we're an adult playground for kids. Like, we're an adult playground, right? Like, we have 300 acres at Deer Run. We throw one person per acre. There's there's enough safety and health and well-being to, you know, exercise to happen out on our golf course and many golf courses across Ontario over 800 golf courses are in Ontario, and there's not been one uh, case led back to a golf course. Mm. Right now, we're the only jurisdiction in North America where golf is not allowed to be played. Like Ontario, you look at a map in North America, Ontario is the only place where golf is banned at the moment. So, Were people following the rules out there, Deeran? Because I have heard from some buddies who golf, and they say, yeah. you know, we had the masks on or we had individual yeah. carts, but you'd see other people out there who who wouldn't put on the masks and they're, you know, they're palling around. When people entered our building, everybody followed the protocols. We followed the protocols all through the last year. Last year we did the single cart riders. We followed all health and safety protocols. And, you know, people respected that because they enjoyed the fact that they had an outlet, like they were bringing their families. You saw grandparents bringing their grandchildren. And it was a place where people could come back together and like socially reconnect that like it was a place where it was like allowed right literally so, the only thing you could do last summer yeah yeah it was one of the only things and it's like we were we we proved we proved to ontario and golf in general that golf is safe and now like there's numerous people in the health and science community in ontario that are speaking up on our behalf as well that are linked to the We Are Golf um, chain of um, organizations that have kind of banded together to get their point across to the government. So, like, it's just we all have to speak up. Like, at the end of the day, it's like we can only sit back in our homes for so long and twiddle our thumbs. Like, we want to get out. We're we're social people. Yeah, and it's important from a business standpoint, it's important for you guys to maintain the course. So you're out there, you're spending money, you've got to keep your employees uh, on the course cutting and and watering, and you got to make sure that the course is in good shape because if you let it go, then the entire summer's a wash. Oh, exactly. It's like people see it and people were impressed by the shape we were in like when we were able to open in April. It was like this it was like this amazing spring that we had, right? So yeah. it's like they were like these greens are like we're playing in June. <laughs> so and then you just shut that off. Like, you know what I mean? It's one thing when you shut it off in the fall, you're kind of at the end of the year, but it's like when you when you go and then you have to shut it off, like it's hard, and it's like other businesses have been doing this all along, like the restaurant industry, like retail. It's like, okay, I bring my employees back for a month, and boom, nope, you're shut down mm-hmm. again. Like, like, like the moment like we're all allowed to walk into a liquor store or a beer store around the community, it proves safe that you know these people are allowed to open their doors, and it's safe for them to walk into there. So it is, it is very they- weird that they drew the line at, at golf courses when there's international yeah. flights happening. You know, it's just exactly, and, and like you said, there were zero cases brought back to a golf course and you when you hear that stat you go really is that true but if it wasn't true you know that somebody would have dug up that fact to prove all the golf people complaining right now wrong well well exactly but they're not there's Mm -hmm. nothing to go against but they're bringing in like thirty nine thousand people a day at pearson international airport in Uh. toronto with numerous people that have covid yeah they they know have covid 
Exactly. And it's like, you know, we're all doing our our part in like rural Ontario and all over Ontario, like cities, London, like Windsor, like, you know, we're all doing our part, but we're the ones suffering. It's like Chatham Kent is like the the part of our, like the municipality that's actually infected is like a zero point. It's like a point zero zero one two three four percent of our population that's infected, but we're all locked down and we have to stay in our homes. Larissa, would you be okay? I'm sure you would if they said you can open, but people have to walk the course. You know, maybe if the carts, if sitting in a cart with someone is the concern, everybody walk. Yeah, sure. Go for it. Like, I'd be happy with that. I'm just happy to open our doors and just to provide an outlet for people um, like seniors, for example. Like, you know, like they, they retire, like they don't have a lot to do. It's like we're an outlet for so many different age groups and categories where it's just like people just want to go out and see their Are friends. you getting sneakers? Are, are, there, are there sneakers? No, no, no. People, like, ask. <laughs> <laughs> what if people started sneaking on the course and just leaving cash in the holes? Uh, I'll just send a dog out to chase them. I don't know. <laughs> we'll take your cash. Then, we're not it. open. We're not open. People are just sneaking onto the course and leaving money in the holes. It's not our fault. <laughs> okay, well, uh, yeah. Doug, Doug Ford was very emotional yesterday. Maybe he'll have a change of heart about this, too. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, Dear Run, support your local golf courses when they do finally open just remember a lot of them family owned like a deer run in blenheim ontario larissa thanks for your time this morning and enjoy the beautiful perfect weekend for golf yes yes i'll be on the lawnmower take care guys thank you wanted to discuss this billboard with you jim okay i know you're into the marvel comics uh movies and tv shows what do you think of tony stark being dead Spoiler alert. Um, what do I think? <laughs> well, about- I did that wrong. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> what do you think of Tony Stark being dead, what, Jim? I think, uh, I mean, I'm sad because it's an Iron Man, but uh, I think it was uh, a great part of the story, and it's like, you know, the sacrifice for the greater good arc, right? Yeah. Somebody in Los Angeles disagrees with you. They paid money to put up a billboard that reads, For our beloved hero... Please bring back Tony Stark. So they're trying to get a campaign going. I feel like uh, comic book uh, fans and and the internet are feeling really emboldened after that whole Snyder Cut thing. Yeah. Where they were able to persuade the studio to let Zack Snyder redo the the Justice League movie. Mm -hmm. So they think if they get a hashtag trending they're going to be able to do anything they want in movies now yeah. get over it iron man had three movies he was the lead in like three also avengers movies what the, yeah. i mean let's take a break from iron man for a sec i don't mind if they they have robert downey jr do like a flashback scene or, or a, he's a hologram or something yeah i'd be cool with that but it, that's one of the complaints that a lot of people have with the marvel universe nobody none of the main characters ever die yeah, it loses its impact if it's not permanent. And, and even when you think they're dead, they come back some somehow, like soap opera style. Yeah. But check out this hashtag that the, whoever put up this billboard is trying to get trending. <laughs> hashtag bring back Tony Stark to life. <laughs> How much would that cost for such a stupid cause? Is that even proper English? Bring back Tony Stark to life. Bring Tony Stark back to life. Bring Tony Stark back to life would have worked better. Yeah. Bring back Tony Stark would have been okay, but hashtag bring back Tony Stark to life? (laughs) Why are you adding extra unneeded (laughs) characters in there? It sounds redundant. 
Here's someone's life savings. <laughs> You're probably paying by the letter, too, at the billboard. Hashtag bring back Tony Stark to life. We'll see if that catches on. Hmm. I wouldn't get your hopes up, though. <laughs> and the Premier of Ontario made an announcement yesterday. This is good news for a lot of people. Um, the paid sick leave is going to be a program that the, the government develops. So if somebody feels like they may be getting symptoms of COVID-19, they can stay at home. And if they didn't have the luxury of getting paid for that in the past, uh, they're going to try and rectify that. Uh, Doug Ford doing a press conference. He's actually quarantining because he was exposed in the workplace to somebody who tested positive for COVID. Uh, He did the press conference from the driveway or from the backyard. And he got very emotional, Jim. What'd you think of, of Doug, uh, Shedding a couple tears actually up there. Yeah, I don't like. I I don't want to see anybody cry. I you know it's not. I've never a good thing. But I just when a politician cries, just inside of me, I'm like, is he being manipulative? Is this the uh, just a trick to get people on his side? Because you you do see that. You see like uh, if they get caught doing something wrong, they'll always have their wife next to them. Yeah, yeah. Start crying. I'm so sorry. This is not how my parents raised me. You know, he's been facing calls to resign. People have been coming down on him. You, you think possibly this is something he did to reverse the, the polling? I don't, I'm not going to say he did or he didn't, but I'm just, I'm just skeptical and I, maybe I'm bitter, but I just, I just can't feel bad for the guy right now. I don't know. He looked so lonely and defeated. I, I felt bad for Doug Ford. Really? No, seriously, I, I I felt sorry for the guy. Seeing him up there with his tail between his legs, it's got to be tough. Nobody envies him. I wouldn't want his job. And, and he's been working so hard, trying to get us out of this jam. So many people to blame, but it all seems to fall on him. Closed down the playgrounds Next day had to open them back up Tried giving the police increased powers Couldn't get the support of a single cop Now he's at the podium (laughs) With tears rolling down his rosy cheeks Just makes me wanna Makes me wanna call him on his Blackberry And when he answers I'll whisper You're a fool to cry (laughs) You're a fool to cry And it makes me wonder why During that briefing You could actually see the man's heart break He wished he could hide in his basement Playing brick breaker and eating cheesecake I bet he wishes he could go back Before all the backlash Life was so much easier Cruising around in the 80s dealing hash (laughs) So stop picking on poor Dougie You don't gotta be so mean Because if you keep it up Poor guy's gonna need a sadness vaccine (laughs) When they inject it in his arm They'll say Dougie, you're a fool to cry 
you're a fool to cry And it makes me wonder why I want you to know that I hear you. I understand you're going through. I understand your frustration. <laughs> Dougie, you're a fool to cry. Dougie, you're a fool to cry. You're a certified fool, Dougie. <laughs> you guys kill me, man. It's freaking funny what you just did with uh, uh, Doug Ford thing. We're just trying to cheer the guy up, you know. Uh, you know what? You guys are the best. I just wanted to call and tell you that. Well, isn't that a nice thing to hear uh, on a Friday, Jim? Nah, I'm not joking. Uh, you, I love your show. We appreciate you. Thanks, man. Uh, no worries, buddy. <laughs> Dougie, you're a fool to cry. Dougie, you're a fool to cry. You're a certified fool, Dougie. <laughs> Jim had never heard the original Rolling Stones song before. No, I I was trying to figure it out while you were singing it, what song that was. Jim thought I, I wrote a, an original masterpiece. Mm-hmm. And found some ladies to sing in the background. Right, right. I was in the studio all night last <laughs> night with the backup singers. <laughs> Good jam, though. It is. It's a very, you know, it's a, it's an emotional one. And uh, that's a good way to describe our premiere as well yesterday. He was an emotional one. And some people are, are calling BS, Jim. They're kind of agreeing with you. You're skeptical anytime you see a politician cry. Yeah, it's just, it's, it is one way to manipulate people or try to look like uh, you feel bad about something that maybe you don't. Or try to look like you're not guilty of something you are. Here's a text message. It says, Taz and Jim... Oscars are this Sunday. I think Doug should win the award for best actor. <laughs> if he was acting, he did do a fantastic yeah. job. If he was acting, maybe. But also, <laughs> I don't know many people who wouldn't be uh, like emotional in that situation, you know? 100%. Like, he, he really, when he broke down, he was talking about people not being able to hold their loved one's hands yeah. while they passed away because of COVID-19. Doug has lost his mother not that long ago. Uh, he's he's lost a lot of people in his life, man. And, you know, when you start talking, I know when I start talking about my dad passing away, sometimes I'll just get choked up for no reason. Mm-hmm. You guys have heard me cry like 50 times on this show probably in the past year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> After you have kids, man, you just can't keep it in anymore. Why not? You know, you get older, you're peeing your pants, you're crying. Any any fluid that's <laughs> in your body wants to get it. just wants <laughs> yeah. to release. Help! SOS. I need help. I accidentally put Gorilla Glue in my hair. Remember that story? Yeah. Yeah. You remember the jokes we were making uh, talking about Gorilla Glue Girl? Yeah. Saying, oh, what's next? Uh, someone's going to mistake super glue for Visine? <laughs> no. Can we see into the future? There's a woman in redford michigan last week she fell asleep with her contact lenses and she woke up with really dry eyes reached into her purse for her eye drops accidentally grabbed a bottle of fingernail glue instead oh i know what that looks like dropped that into her eye hold on you know what fingernail glue looks like i've seen it yeah it looks like an eyedropper right 
I immediately sealed shut. She tried to flush it with water, stayed shut. 911 was called, rushed to the hospital. Doctors were able to get her eye open and the contact lens out. The contact actually is what saved her from serious damage because uh-huh. it was like a protective layer between her actual eyeball yeah. and her eyelid. Another reason not to fall asleep with your contacts in. Right. Like that, I've done that a few times and it sucks every time. So at least it was an accident. A gorilla yeah. glue hair girl, she did it on purpose. Mm-hmm. You, you roll over and you reach into your purse half awake. Yeah, I could see it. I actually almost did a kind of a similar thing. I was taking my contacts out and I was putting them... No, sorry, I was about to put them in my eye. I took them out of the holder, and before you put, if you don't have contacts, before you put them in your eye, you take the solution and you wash it a little bit in your palm of your hand and put it in your eye. I grab some, I'm blind, I grab something, I start pouring it on my contact, I look at it because it feels a little different than what I'm used to. It was hand sanitizer. (laughs) It was. Oh boy. Yeah, but it was a very similar shape. It was my girlfriend's hand sanitizer, but it was like in the same kind of jar. And, uh, yeah, I was this close. You to were almost this Michigan lady. <laughs> yeah. It was almost you, Jim. I thought you were going to say it was a Bud Light. <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> that blind. <laughs> I couldn't see anything. I was looking for the, the, the contact solution. I reached over. I started dumping. It was an Alexander Keys Pale Ale. And I'm like, well, that was efficient because it got me right there. It still got me drunk. <laughs> Talk about beer goggles. We're glad she's doing okay. Not going to lose any vision, but a couple eyelashes were sacrificed at the hospital (laughs) when they were trying to correct her problem. The House of Commons has passed a bill that could legalize single-game betting in Canada. That means if you're watching the Leafs play the Habs, you can just bet on that game and you don't have to worry about two other games that you have no interest in at all, Mm -hmm. like you do when you you buy a pro-line ticket right now. Yeah, I mean, it's nice to have the freedom to do so, but I feel like there's still, a lot of people are going to wish this law never came into effect (laughs) when they lose $10,000 on one game, right? Oh, you know I have a bit of a gambling streak, Jim. Yeah, yeah. Hasn't came back to bite you too bad. No, I've I've done well uh, gambling here and there, but it's when you start gambling all the time because the winning streaks are called winning streaks for a reason. Yeah. It don't last forever. And it, <laughs> I'm just looking at a picture of it. It's a sports book down in Vegas. You've never been to Vegas, right? No, so you've God. never been in one of these sports books? No. It's so exciting. You can bet on everything. Everything. It's all up on the screen. You have like... 50 different sporting events going on at the same time. And so it's like this there are there are separate buildings like uh, almost like bars you go to or usually in the casinos but you go in there's an area it's like a sports bar where you can sit yeah and and continuously bet on Okay, that sounds amazing. whatever you want and order drinks. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I would be there for from noon until midnight. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying is this is great for the freedom aspect but also I'm a little nervous the whole, the whole streak thing yeah. the longer you're in there the more likely you are to eventually lose money I do know friends who have, who have done single game betting online I, I know a person who was up over $100,000 and you know when they quit gambling when they were down 2000 Oh, okay. Could have been worse. Could have been worse. Could have been that worse. Swing. Yeah, hundred and two thousand. That is such a life changing amount of money, too. I mean, he could have been well like, off to begin with. But. Hit like a big trifecta out of the gate, like within the first couple months 
that they were they started gambling yeah and got that rush of of hitting the big time and and rode it up to 130 grand almost oh my god and then all of a sudden oh i lost but yeah i'll get it back you I'm know there's up. always yeah there's i'm still up it's house money i'm playing with it's like yeah it's house money but it was also money that was in your bank account yeah and I don't know what the mentality is, but it's the exact same. Like I've I've been to casinos before, and you you, you start playing uh, blackjack very slowly and very cautiously, and then you're lucky. You know, it starts slowly compiling. Right. Once you start losing a little bit, and maybe you start going under you're what you bought tilt. in with, it's you're on over. Tilt. Oh yeah, it is over. I gotta win it back. Yeah, I'll Double just bet down. big. I'll bet big. Split. Split. <laughs> and the problem is, like us talking about this, we're talking about losing money right now. It's giving me the rush. Yeah. It makes me want to go and do it. I hear you. I'm getting thrilled. <laughs> it's like I just drank a Red Bull. <laughs> I'm having heart palpitation. <laughs> Get back to the slots, Taz. <laughs> Get your vaccine. Well, the government obviously has has passed this. They got to make up all the all the money we've thrown away over the past year with COVID nineteen somehow, right? Mm-hmm. Why not have people lose it betting on sports? <laughs> and now the winner is. Devin Peacock. Time for sports. We've got Devin Peacock from Global News Radio joining us. Dev, I know this is Canada. We we encourage people to play hockey, to watch hockey, but uh, you're thinking there's one tournament that we can do without this year. Yeah, we can do without the World Hockey Championships. Recently, the Women's World Hockey Championships were canceled. However, the Men's World Hockey Championships is, at this moment in time, still scheduled to begin May 21st in Latvia. And I'm just wondering why we're even bothering with pretending like anyone cares. No one cares about the World Hockey Championships when there isn't a global pandemic. <laughs> the global pandemic is still going to be present a month from now. Let's just call it off. If they want to do it next year, fill your boots, but just take a pass this year. They should have done some market research, not even brought it up, like the people organizing the tournament, and see if anybody noticed that it didn't happen. Yeah, that would be a good <laughs> indicator. Yeah, like, you know, I think we're done. <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's just completely pointless. Like last year's uh, tournament was canceled. That was in Switzerland. Did anyone know? Did anyone care? No. It's completely pointless. They're really working hard to make this a thing, but I don't think it's had time to mature and catch on quite yet. It's a bigger deal in Europe with the European hockey players. It means more to them, but in North America, it's just a tournament that is competing while the playoffs are on. It's what you do when you get eliminated from the NHL playoffs, which is what everyone watches and what everyone cares about. Yeah, so you don't think it's going to happen? You don't think it should happen? No, just be, for, for once, could the hockey world just be proactive and just, rather than be an OHL and just let this drag on for a couple more weeks, just cancel it now and be done with it. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.